Hi, CityCast listeners. Today, we're doing our first ever Houston at the Movies show, and we are starting it off with one of the all-time greats of Houston-related cinema, RoboCop 2, one of the most wretched movies filmed during the 1990s. It was directed by Irv Kirshner, starring Peter Weller. But the main reason we care about it is because it stars Houston, which stands in for the dystopian future Detroit. We need a law enforcement unit capable of meeting the enemy on his own ground. We are talking today with Evan O'Neill, a graphic artist and RoboCop fan, and also with CityCast contributor Alan West. It is Wednesday, October 12, 2022. I'm Lisa Gray, and this is CityCast Houston. With great pleasure, I give you RoboCop 2. Evan, you're a fan. Can you give us sort of a plot summary? The summary is this uh, flawed but organic thing is turned into this shiny corporate weapon entity. Um, Mm -hmm. And I think that that like functions both for RoboCop and for Houston. (laughs) (laughs) He's a cop that was, uh, yeah, killed in action, but then brought back to life as a cyborg. and then the company OCP that owns him then tries to take over the city and then they create an even more evil RoboCop based off of the drug dealer, drug lord of the city. And then mm-hmm. um, they battle it out in the George R. Brown Convention Center, which is inside of Wortham Center. <laughs> and then, um, yeah, good prevails, but the CEO still escapes. Setting up RoboCop 3, yeah. which I've never had the... <laughs> courage to watch (laughs) 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 so houston is playing detroit this dystopian future detroit you know you know you're in trouble when detroit doesn't look bad enough to play itself (laughs) and this was 1990s oil bust houston right right? late 80s shot in 88 89 and it was picked because basically downtown houston was empty right yeah I mean, I, I actually read a quote from Irv Kirshner, the director, talking about how this was a great benefit, that where else in America could you sort of take over a downtown and have it be empty at night? I know. They probably had to, like, you know, yeah. bring in the, 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 the sex workers and the folks who would sleep under the awnings. There were probably no <laughs> actual Houstonians available, so they had to sort of bring those folks in from Hollywood. I think that's required by the Screen Actors Guild. Yeah, she was she was a, a union bag lady. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, what I remember of Houston in that era, I got here in the very late '80s, and I didn't go downtown much because why would anyone who didn't work downtown go there? It took me a while to realize there was some life in the tunnels underneath the streets, but yeah. It was all that sort of 1970s architecture where it's glass and steel and it really did look like a futuristic dystopia. Houston is skyline after skyline, innovative and striking, a merging of greenery and glass, fountain and mortar, bayou and freeway. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure you'll have seen the picture of like Houston in the like 70s and 80s where downtown is like mostly parking lot. Yeah, oh, and there's some great parking lot shots. Of mm-hmm. downtown and RoboCop, mm-hmm. you know, I think sort of accidentally. I think they were trying to show something else. Yeah, yeah. The old police station was the one that was most jarring to me. So, 
was the Alley Theater the police station, the futuristic police station? Did I get that right? It had oh. the OCP banners oh, on okay. it. I mean, I guess it looked like yeah. not even vaguely fascist. And Wortham Center had been transmogrified into a high rise. They did some very cheap special effects to put 100 extra stories yeah. on top of it. And that was also the <laughs> evil corporation headquarters. Yeah. I think that's the one that had the George R. Brown Convention Center inside of it. I was very su- pleasantly surprised, like, Wortham Center hasn't changed, like, significantly. <laughs> like, it's, it still mm-hmm. looks the way it did when it was yeah. new. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's, like, yeah. I mean, pretty comforting. What seems very Houston about this as Houston is playing Detroit? Do y'all see anything that, other than just recognizing some of the landmarks? Yeah. I mean, to me, it's the battle between, like, private corporations and, like, public governance that feels very apt. <laughs> A battle involving giant robots and... yeah. Yeah, I mean, I think... Default. Yeah, and... <laughs> like, because once you take the robots away, yeah. it's a corporation that's trying to seize land and rebuild the city and, like, mm-hmm. take away power from the public systems. And that's, like, I mean, not to go too deep on RoboCop 2, but that's what it feels no, like to go deep about it. Right, yeah. I mean, Adam yeah, Galak, right? The, the Houston novelist. Well, you, the, the, it's a different yeah. kind of violence. It's political uh-huh. violence, right? It's taking power away from people. It's yeah. punishing people for being who they are. It's demonizing the reason they migrate, you know? As it's, opposed to what the robots are doing, shooting people? Come yeah. on. Yeah. <laughs> well, the RoboCop's yeah. directive is not his fault. Yeah. What about Adam Galak? Adam Galak, she has this great <laughs> metaphor in her novel, Blackwater Rising, right? Like One Shell Plaza literally towers above Houston City Hall. And that's the context. That's what gives RoboCop 2. It's like veneer of, you know, it's it's maybe satire. I don't know exactly what genre you would call it. But like, yeah, the rhyme between the world that it's depicting and the world that we inhabit is not all that far fetched. It's nuke like fentanyl. Okay, nuke the drug that the addicts nuke are Nuke is the using. drug, right. Mm-hmm. And so that's, you know, who knows what that means. Maybe it's, yeah. tw- maybe it's Twitter. But, like, there's an Amazon, <laughs> the Amazon nuclear reactor. On the international scene, the Amazon nuclear power facility has blown its stack, irradiating the world's largest rainforest. Environmentalists call it a disaster. But don't they always? So what is different, right? <laughs> what is different? <laughs> the sidewalks. Or wider. We have light rail. Oh, we, yeah. I mean, that really yeah. changed everything. I don't I mean, think you could shoot RoboCop yeah. two now with light rail. The the friendly the friendly honks yeah. at Main Street Square. The when light rail came in, it gentrified yeah. downtown, and so like yeah. the the ammo store that the the people were able to rob the conveniently located ammunitions um, storefront that the little mm-hmm. league robbed. Yeah. Think of mom and dad. What kind of lesson are you teaching them? And now, a word on nutrition. Shit, he's fucked up. Bad language makes for bad feelings. Let's go. The point is, (laughs) we all have to work. That's not downtown anymore. These are the forces of market, you know, capitalism that have sort of made RoboCop 2 obsolete. (laughs) 
the children go around knocking down ammo stores with their little league coach. And, you know, one of the lead bad guys is prepubescent. The little league teams are all out in the suburbs now. So they would have to spend like an hour in traffic on 45 to get to the ammo store. And the teams that are like seriously in contention for the Little League World Series, would they bother taking time off to knock over an ammo store? Yeah, I mean, yeah it's sad what's happened. They got stuff going. Kids don't even want to rob downtown anymore. <laughs> yeah. I mean, they're going to take Nuke to, the, uh, to the, the Little League World Series and sell that under, underneath the bleachers. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. I sort of also think Houston is a little more sophisticated now that our downtown boosters would not be trying to attract a movie where our city plays a dystopian hellscape. Yeah. <laughs> but I don't know, would they? Maybe we'd just be so thrilled. Houston gets so little attention. That's something I thought about a lot when I rewatched over the weekend, that it was this point, and I think it was like 2008 or 2009 when Houston really like started taking itself more seriously and wanted to like try to present itself as like a global city. Um, yeah. And it's, it, there was like a very like just different experience in the city around that period. Um, yeah, I, I don't think that Houston would want to be a dystopia. I mean, I think it might like make the policy decisions to become one, but I don't think it would want to be portrayed <laughs> as a dystopia like in a movie. Yeah. I was also thinking about a lot of the improvements that I think have made downtown so much more attractive mm-hmm. have come because of the downtown management district which is paid for with tax increment reinvestment zone money. It's quasi-governmental power. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, you know, this is how corporations wield power now. It's in this softer way. It's prettier. Mm-hmm. I mean, is that what RoboCop 8 or whatever we're up to would look like now? That Go on. Be, I don't know, more of a Truman show? Yeah. Yeah, where, like, there would be big wide sidewalks and lots of bike lanes, lots of like sidewalk cafes. And <laughs> RoboCop would be really cute. <laughs> Come by and say, are you having a nice day? We're so glad you're downtown. Mm-hmm. But your well, mind then, would be controlled, yes? Yeah. yeah. The, thing that, the thing that sticks out with me watching it is that and you're going to forgive me for taking this in this direction, but it's something that was said on CityCast, so there is a uh-huh. historical precedent here. And I'm just citing my sources. But Dr. <laughs> Howard Henderson at okay. Texas uh-huh. Southern, right? He, you know, the, the, the backdrop of the yeah. film is it's, it's like Houston plays a context that gives rise to corporate, um, to unchecked corporate power, government haplessness, and... Um, a populace that seems not to give a shit about anyone but themselves. The opening scene in the parking garage is this man who tries to carjack this sports car 
and he gets in and he's electrocuted by Magnavolt. And it won't even run down your battery. Magnavolt. Lethal response. And so the owner of the car steps over him. <laughs> he speeds away with the, the still smoking corpse left behind and he doesn't even look. And so, you know, Dr. Henderson talks about how crime really is a reaction. It, it comes out of a, a specific context. And these contexts are made by po what Evan said earlier, like policy decisions, right? And so yesterday I was watching mm -hmm. this new yeah. political attack ad for the race for Harris County judge, the executive of the third largest county in the country, one of the most populous yeah. and fastest growing parts of the country. And the attack ad 31 years after RoboCop feels like one of the parody ads in the in RoboCop 2. You know, there's a, the second the second ad is this oh. man who's trying to download these documents but the, the Wi-Fi speed, the, the internet speeds were slow, and so the documents didn't come from Cleveland in time. So he blows his brains out in front of a photo of his child. I thought all communication systems were the same. I tried to save the company a few bucks. It took two days to download specs from Cleveland. Lost the account. It's insane, right? But then the same sort of like yeah. desaturated colors, yeah. the ominous music, the sort of deep male baritone voice. That voice actor may have shot this attack ad for Judge Hidalgo's opponent. <laughs> that, that guy probably is still Neither, doing, yeah. getting this work, right? And it's like, Judge Hidalgo yeah. is giving bicycles to murderers, you know, like it's... That it, it creates a context where crime is an obsession, whether or not it's co connected to any sort of, you know, on the ground data. But but Robocop himself is reactive to crime. He doesn't prevent crime. He shoots criminals. And so the opponent is sort of creating this fear about, you know, what our communities are really like while making fun of her opponent who's actually trying to get in front of crime and change the context in which crime occurs, right? So it's investing in street lighting, it's investing in community yeah. programs, it's investing in jobs. It's actually taking to right. court corporate polluters who commit crimes like every day. I mean, sorry, I'm fired up. It's only 9.29 in the morning, but like, <laughs> I don't think RoboCop is responsible for that, but it is a depiction <laughs> of the world in which this is true, yeah. in which the solution to crime is shooting criminals rather than changing the context that gives rise to crime. And Houston plays that context. It's an outsized corporate influence. It's a revenue cap, yeah. so the government doesn't have any money. And so the government is ineffectual, which creates distrust, which creates a sense of hopelessness. If there's widespread inequity that's decades old mm -hmm. and a sense that there aren't any opportunities for me, even if I wanted to access them. What is my recourse? Yeah. I, I don't think it's that far-fetched. I mean, that's the world that All it right. depicts. Is this a... <laughs> Is this a movie that everyone should see? Evan? <laughs> Absolutely not. Like, unless you <laughs> like looking at like Houston landmarks and trying to figure out like exactly where things are and if they still exist. 
or if you're like really sad that the McDuffie house got torn down, uh, definitely <laughs> do not do not watch this. Like just watch RoboCop Alan. one over. Yeah, RoboCop one is an yes. actually good movie. Alan, what about you? Yeah. Has it like done damage to you? Are you okay? <laughs> I think so. No, I is was it something pretty, other people I was should pretty do? damaged. <laughs> No, but I would recommend it, but I will also provide CityCast <laughs> listeners an annotated bibliography of required reading that they should follow up with RoboCop 2. I would start with Alex Vitale's The End of Policing. <laughs> Get, and can then, I make a quick we'll put pitch? put that in the newsletter. <laughs> <laughs> yeah? Quick pitch is CityCast RoboCop yeah. 2 educational bike tour uh, led by Alan and I don't know who the other person should be. But to give like a full historical, socio-political context for RoboCop <laughs> 2. And just, it's like an easy bike ride. <laughs> and I think the tour begins and ends at the old sludge factory, which was a, a, a big, a big, yeah. it's like where Kane set up his <laughs> nuke operations at the old sludge factory. This is a nuke for every mood. We'll offer our customers the opportunity to control every aspect of their emotional lives. Yeah, we're going to make that mean something again. That was Evan O'Neill and Alan West. Now, I am here with producer Carleon Jones. Carly, what's going on around Houston today? Hey, Lisa. Well, I have some bad news for drivers in Houston. Gasoline prices are back on the rise after OPEC began cutting oil production last week. The price of a gallon of gas averaged 3.16 in Houston, which is a climb of 21 cents over the past week. This is 36 cents higher than it was a year ago. So, in other words, just be prepared to spend more when you go to the pump. That is it for our show today. We are working on a future show about Halloween things to do, ways to get in a spooky frame of mind. If there's something you love, please call and tell us about it. Call our voicemail number, 713-489-6972, and tell us your name and what you do to get in a scary place. We'll have that phone number in our show notes. Talk with you tomorrow. Bye. All right, you must stop. You must stop. Lisa, do you want to give my number if anybody <laughs> wants to invite right. me to their book club? <laughs> <laughs> I'm available to ruin dinner parties. <laughs>